Hi, everyone. Welcome to the next episode of the Bay Street Capital Holdings podcast titled, How Do You Do It and Why Should I Care? This series aims to highlight women doing amazing work in various industries. So today we are so lucky to be joined by Stephanie Hessler, who is a mindset and performance coach at Stephanie Hessler Coaching. Hi, Stephanie. Lovely to have you on the show. Hi, Layla. Great to be here with you. I'm so honored to be your guest today. So I'm so happy that you're here. So let's first start off with a quick introduction about who you are and perhaps an answer to the main question of the podcast, which is how do you do it and why should I care? <laughs> sure. Yes. Yeah, so uh, thank you for the kind introduction. I'm a mindset and performance coach, and I help high achieving corporate leaders and business owners who are tired of playing too small to rapidly advance their career and really create a vision that others want to follow without sacrificing the life they dream of. And, um, you know, I started my career in the investment business. Like you, I went to University of Pennsylvania for my MBA. But I'll tell you, the reason people really need to care about this is because I have, first of all, I've coached hundreds of people over the years. And Every year, I have hundreds of conversations with high-achieving individuals who went to schools like University of Pennsylvania, who have had a certain level of success, but know they can be doing better. Mm -hmm. So that's why people should care, because everybody can be doing better. That's awesome. And that's such an interesting concept. Um, so that leads me on to ask you, what inspired you to sort of create your own company? Because you're obviously at Stephanie Hessler Coaching, which is named after you. So I'm curious, what inspired you to become an entrepreneur? Yeah, that's a really great question because I started my career in the corporate world. I grew up in very much of a business family. Also, my father was an executive with a big multinational company. But I always had a yearning to be uh, self-employed. I've always been on the creative side. And I like... You know, honestly, I don't like other people telling me what to do. Mm -hmm. So having that level of freedom and independence was one of the really important reasons that I became an entrepreneur. Um, but maybe also to answer your question a little bit that, you know, why, why I'm doing what I'm doing is because I went through a really hard time about 20 years ago. And it helped me to realize, or I have to, I should say, it woke me up to realize that even though I went to great schools, I had a fantastic education, some of the most important things in life, we don't learn, mm. right? We don't learn about success. Yeah. And yeah, following on from that, you brought up an interesting point. Obviously, we're not taught things about success in school and in college. So I'm curious as to what were the best resources for you that helped you along in your journey? Because now you're teaching people about these concepts. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So as I, I was mentioning about 20 years ago, I went through a really, really hard time in my personal life. And it kind of went on for a few years. And one of the things I finally realized was that I had to take 100% responsibility for myself. I had to stop playing a victim in any way. And so I started tapping into exactly what you're asking about, these amazing resources. Mm. I started studying with some teachers, really famous teachers, authors past and present, um, participating in coaching programs. I studied spirituality, world religions. I devoured personal achievement information, all while I was still working in the, in the corporate world. And of course, in today's world, we have 
just amazing teachers who are on um, YouTube, for example, mm-hmm. right? So, so I've availed myself of all kinds of wonderful teachers in the personal growth industry. That's really awesome. And I'm glad that you had access to those resources. Um, and it seems like you're pretty much quite a go-getter. You're somebody who, you know, forges their own path. So I'm curious as to whether any lessons that you should have known before starting your own company and, you know, becoming self-employed. Yeah, I would say I think the number one lesson, Layla, that I wish I had known was um, what an incredible tool social media is mm. for growing your business. And, um, you know, you're, you're, I'm guessing you're a little bit younger than I am. You've probably grown up in that world of social media. I didn't grow up in that world, right? I've had to learn it and I've been very open to learning it. But when I started my business going back now seven years ago in coaching, I did it mostly in person, like in-person events. And that worked fine for me. I built a good solid foundation. But then when COVID came along, it forced me. It absolutely forced me to move my entire business online. And now that I'm online, I realize how many more people you can reach and the power of social media. So that's the number one thing I wish I had known. Definitely. And I'm so glad that you've sort of grasped that now, because in a post-COVID era, I definitely think that social media will remain to be a very important platform to sort of reach people at. Absolutely. Yes. It's great to hear. And um, obviously, um, you know, there's a stigma associated with being an entrepreneur in the sense that it's a very risky role. You know, you could fail multiple times. I'm just curious, um, thinking about the span of your career, what would you say was your biggest failure and what did you learn from it? Well, I think, you know, that that's a really, really great question. And I guess if I think back in my in my life, you know, I I had some failures in my, what I might call failures in my 20s and 30s. And what they were, were were choices and decisions that I made that were based on fear, Mm. right? And what I learned was that that's never a good way to make decisions, is to make decisions based on fear or what other people think you should be doing versus what's right for me. Right. Mm-hmm. Or from really coming from a place of confidence and being well thought out. But what I understand now, Layla, and I don't know if you're familiar with the book, um, it's called Psycho Cybernetics by the medical doctor Maxwell Maltz. It's one of the best books out there in the world on how the mind works and, and the power of the mind. And one of the things he says is that we basically fail our way to success. Life is a continual course correction process, right? So, I mean, I could spend a week telling you about all the failures I've had in the last seven years building my business, Mm -hmm. right? But I just don't look at it that way anymore. I know that it's negative feedback that just reminds me how to keep moving in the right direction, right? To Mm -hmm. get back on course. That's a really positive way to look at it as a, a learning opportunity rather than a failure. And I'm glad that you, yes. know, you made that distinction quite early on in your career. Yes, yes. That's great. And um, following on from that, you've been sort of dropping really great pieces of advice throughout our whole conversation. But what is one piece of advice that you would give to somebody who has wanted to pursue a career similar to yours? Gosh, so I guess the, the number one piece of advice that I would give to someone based on my experience is to partner with an organization for your training that is really going to be a partner in terms of not only 
the the mental things, the intellectual knowledge you need to learn. Because, you know, I think a lot of people enter the mindset world and they think, oh, I've had a certain level of success, therefore I can be a mindset coach. Mm. But there are a lot of levels of depth to mindset, what exactly mindset is, and then teaching it. So that would be the one thing um, to to really make sure that you're partnering with an organization that is going to teach you in depth and that will also be a partner to you as you build your business. Because otherwise, I think being an entrepreneur can be a lonely journey. Mm, definitely. And um, finally, about your career, we've been talking about, you know, the concept, the concept of being a uh, entrepreneur and what the yeah. public thinks about it in our conversation. But what is one common myth about being an entrepreneur that you would like to debunk right here, right now? Oh, well, I guess the, the, um, the, the most common myth that I would want to de debunk is that, you know, especially on the coaching end, um, being because as an entrepreneur, generally speaking, you are, um, you know, an independent entrepreneur, even if you're affiliated with an organization the way I am, I'm still an independent entrepreneur. Mm. So just because you have an idea doesn't mean that and it could be a brilliant idea doesn't mean that people are going to start coming at you. Right. Mm. You've really got to build the business and make sure you've got the right people the right customer support, the right systems, the, you know, finances, the capital. So it's, and building a business truly is a marathon. It mm -hmm. truly is a marathon. It's not a sprint. Definitely. And that's something to keep in mind because I think we're constantly surrounded by the idea that, you know, entrepreneurs, they start a company and then suddenly they're unicorns or suddenly they've IPO'd and it's happened so quickly, but you don't yes. see the hard work that's gone behind the company. Yes. Exactly. And yes. um, I, I'm sure you're really busy at the moment, obviously, with your coaching, but I'm curious as to what's one thing that you've read or listened to recently that's really inspired you? Actually, one, um, one book that I've been reading, believe it or not, every day for the last eight months, and I read it with one of my colleagues, she and I read together every day. And this is something that we learned from, from Bob Proctor. He's the, the um, individual who, who owns the business that I've trained with, the Proctor Gallagher Institute. And the book is called The Science of Getting Rich. Mm. I don't know if you're familiar with that book. It's by a guy named Wallace Waddles. It was written in the 1900s. And it's the book that inspired Rhonda Byrne to um, produce the documentary, The Secret which is one of the most successful personal growth documentaries ever. And that was actually the movie that really, really piqued my interest about um, personal growth. So what I love about this book, The Science of Getting Rich, is that he really reminds us that there are so many invisible forces in play in life, right? I mean, we tend to think that the world is this physical material world but actually there's so much more right that we are part of of a of a greater power of an invisible intelligence right whatever you want to call it if you want to call it god or universal mind or infinite intelligence and that this intelligence is alive it is it is a living pulsating force and that we as humans as people are the highest form of creation here on earth we have amazing powers in our mind. We have higher faculties like imagination, right? And it's so inspiring because he really teaches some 
some vital concepts, but it's that that key idea that we we are powerful and that we are part of this far, far, far greater intelligence. Mm, that seems really. like such an interesting book. What's that? That seems like such an interesting book. It's wonderful. I highly recommend it. <laughs> I'll definitely love to check it out. Um, and uh, you touched on this a little earlier about, you know, you're having your network there for you and just like the power of having really great relationships, especially as an entrepreneur, because you mentioned it can be lonely. But I'm curious as to who are three people in your life who have been the most influential to you? Yes, yes. Well, I hope it's okay if I if I kind of throw my parents into one person. Oh, of course. Yeah. They were they were married for, for 60 years. But oh. I would say definitely the, the first two people who, who are the first of the three are my parents, um, because they just inspired me in so many ways. And both my parents came from fairly humble backgrounds. My father's from a small town outside of Hamburg, Germany. My mother's from a small town outside of um, Phoenix, Arizona. And my, they met in the Philippines. And uh, my father was opening an office for an international company. My mother was a flight attendant for, for Pan American. And together, my parents lived in nine different countries. Wow. And my brothers and sister and I lived in many of these countries with them and traveled and were exposed to so many cultures and languages and people. So I feel like my parents absolutely just opened me up to the richness of, of the world. Right. So definitely number one were, were my parents. Number two, I would say, was um, is the personal growth teacher Louise Hay. She passed away a few years ago, but she really, really was a key person in my life, even though I confess I have never met her in person. But I've listened to her so many thousands of times, probably on YouTube. Mm -hmm. And she really helped me when I was going through that difficult time that I was telling you about. Yeah. Because she helped me to realize that we experience life through our minds and through our thinking. Right. And just I learned so many important things about her from her about the power of our thinking, our beliefs and our subconscious mind. And then the third one is my... Um, my teacher, Bob Proctor. So Bob is, as I mentioned, he's the chairman of the Proctor Gallagher Institute, the company that I'm affiliated with. And Bob is one of the best teachers out in the world today on the subject of personal achievement. And I've been, I've trained with him many times in person. I, I, you know, continue to train with him and I have learned so much from him. He is such a skilled and experienced teacher in personal growth. And for example, he's also a superb public speaker. So I've learned so much about public speaking from him. Mm -hmm. So very grateful also to him. I would say those are the, the top three. <laughs> oh, wonderful. And such a great, it's so good to know that you're surrounded by such great people. And then yeah. um, finally, to round off our conversation for the day, what is one piece of advice that you wish you gave yourself at any point in your life? You know, I would say that it's it's a it's a phrase that I learned from Louise Hay, and it's really simple. And it's this: all is well, everything is happening for your higher good. You know that because one of the things I know when I was younger, I think I had a lot of angst and anxiety, and was I doing this right and that right, and what if this and that, just in this constantly overanalyzing, overthinking. And I see that a lot, honestly, with, with high achieving, you know, well-educated people, this overthinking things, a lot of tension, overwhelm. And if we can all just relax 
and you know realize that we are we are spiritual beings having a human experience we're here for a short time there's purpose to our lives there's so much meaning and and significance in in life and let's just chill a little more and and trust trust the process of life definitely i think sometimes it's so easy to get caught up in the stress of life and you sometimes the smallest things can really bother you or uh, you but at the end of the day it's all about the bigger picture and the yes. as, as mentioned just trusting the process yes well yeah what a wonderful note to end on so thank you so much yes. stephanie for taking the time to speak with me today it was truly thank engaging you. to have a conversation thank you leila really appreciate your time thank bye you bye.